Hello, Cheney Faith Center family. Pastor Cooper here. Thank you for joining us um, for our church online experience. And today we're going to be talking about gratitude within our Christ Over Corona series. And so Pastor Mark and Pastor Kate are actually doing this message together, joint. Um, they were in Montana this last week, and so they filmed their message while they were in Montana. So it's kind of a cool, special treat. Um, beautiful background for the message time. But they have the message. Uh, my brother and his wife are doing the worship for us this morning, which I'm so excited for, and it was fun just recording them and just worshiping with them while they're recording it um, this last week. And then also in a little bit, I'm going to share a couple of important things that are upcoming in just the life of our church here at Cheney Faith Center just throughout this summer, and just some really cool opportunities that we have as a church to, to be generous and to truly um, bless some people in our community and also globally as well. So before we do that, I wanted just to say a huge thanks for a few things. So we've mentioned this a few times. Um, every Tuesday, we as a church have been serving our community by giving out food from Second Harvest um, for our community here at Cheney Middle School. And so somebody from our church goes and picks up tons of food. And so I took a quick video of this last Tuesday of, of Jason Schmedley. Um, he goes down there and he was this week's driver and he picks up um, a trailer that we use from Jake Vibbert. Uh, so huge shout out to that to them. And he picks up like five and six pallets of food and they stack it pretty high as you can see from this video. And they bring it here and then we have a great group of um, people who serve from our church that are there to give out food and to just serve and love on our community. So I wanted just to give a big shout out and um, just say thanks for those who have been a part of this food distribution every Tuesday and people from our staff, people from our Bite to Go team, um, people who have gone down and picked up food with their big old farm trucks. Like, thank you so, so much for blessing our community. Every Tuesday, we've been serving upwards of about 120 to 130 families um, with food and frozen food, fresh produce, dry food. And um, we've been seeing um, and starting like some relationship with some people who have been coming to receive food every Tuesday as well. And, and they are so thankful. So I want just to relay that outward to those of us on that team that have been serving so faithfully every Tuesday um, for our food distribution. So thank you. Thank you so, so much. Well, as we go into worship, I want to just share a quick um, verse for us. And uh, it's pretty boom right to the point, but it says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Boom, face value, it is there. Kind of a, a hard verse, you're like, thankful in all circumstances. There's some times, Coop, that like, I do not want to be thankful. I hear you and I, and I feel you in that. And so here's what I want to do right now. I want to pastor us right now in this moment um, for this verse to start to just sink deep, let the Holy Spirit start to pull some things out because I'm with you. There's many a times where I'm like, I, I do not want to be thankful. I can't be thankful because this is happening, this is happening, this is happening and you almost get more depressed as you're trying to think of ways to be thankful. But what I, what I believe and what Christ has for us, the Holy Spirit has for us, is to just release those things in our heart that are causing us just like that ugh, unthankfulness, to release that over to Him and say, Lord, like replace who you are in my life. Because I am thankful that I have you, Jesus. I am thankful that, Lord, I have this hope in you right now to depend on, even though right now life sucks. Let's just be point blank sometimes. Lord, help me to be thankful in all circumstances because I am found in you and nothing else. And so as we go into worship, I want to encourage us with that thought to be thankful in all circumstances and to just allow the Holy Spirit to just speak to us and work in our hearts right now. So Lord Jesus, as we go into a time of worship, Lord, that, that is our prayer, that, um, that Holy Spirit, you would continue to work in our hearts and that we would be able to give over all those things that are going on right now, that we can just give them up to you, Lord, because you can handle it. And Lord, you also replace that with your assurance, with your hope, with your love. So Jesus, we are thankful right now for your place in our heart. Lord, we are thankful that you got us. Lord, we are thankful that you are in control. Lord, we are thankful that your love never ends. So God, open our hearts and our minds this morning to the worship, to our teaching, 
And Lord, as we own our faith and contend in prayer, Jesus, do a fresh work on us today. Praise your name. Amen. Let's worship.
sin, who knew no sin, we might become His righteousness, humble Himself, and He carried the
Lord Jesus. Thank you for that reminder that you are a living hope. In every circumstance, in every season, you are our hope. You are our source of hope. You are our source of life. And so Jesus, right now we just continue to just to give thanks to you, Lord God. Give gratitude towards you and what you have done in our lives. So Jesus, we offer up all we are to you right now. And, and Lord, um, mold us and shape us. Do a fresh work in our lives through your word. Do a fresh work in our hearts and in our minds, Lord, as we learn about gratitude from your word. So Jesus, we give you thanks and praise. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, again, thanks for joining with us. And um, in a little bit, Mark and Kate are going to give their message on gratitude. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some upcoming dates as well in our church body. But it's digital greeting time. So take a few moments to say hello to someone. Use your cell phone, text them. Um, if maybe you have a little watch party at your house, say hello to those people right now. Just say, hey, how you doing, man? What's going on? Um, take about 20 seconds to do that. It's also a reminder for the opportunities to just partner with us financially here at Cheney Faith Center. And again, thank you so much for your generous hearts. Um, we so much appreciate it just to partner with our vision to help people know Jesus and to live for him daily. So let's do our digital greeting time and then I'll come back in a little bit and I'm gonna talk through some exciting opportunities that we have here at Cheney Faith Center. back from our digital greeting time and like I was saying before um, there's some upcoming dates and opportunities that we are very very excited about here at CFC and um, it's gonna be a lot of kind of details and so I have some paper here on the table so if I will glance down it's because I want to make sure I'm saying the right things I also like sometimes like fumble my words around so I can look back and be like oh that's what I wanted to say um, and we're also gonna repost this on our website and on social media so you can see this video and refer back to it as well for just um, what to expect in the upcoming week. So first off, Sunday, July 19th will be our last Sunday in our Christ Over Corona series. We're gonna have our in-person gatherings and our online church as, as, as usual. But what's super exciting is we're gonna talk about generosity and we're gonna have two opportunities to practice that, to be real with that and to be generous with our generosity in a local way and a global way. So our local partner is going to be the Cheney Food and Clothing Bank, and our global partner is going to be Think Small Ministries. Now, Think Small Ministries um, is, a, is, a, is a nonprofit that we already partner with. Um, Gary and Paula Hayes are the missionaries that, uh, that started this organization. They actually spoke at our church last year, and I'm gonna put a quick picture up. They just sent us a few weeks ago um, from Burundi. So this, these are villages and areas in third world countries um, where the gospel's being preached and lives are being transformed, and we've been a part of that. So kudos to just us as a church in that, and it's kind of cool to see um, just yeah just that kind of come full circle but they help communities combat poverty child sex trafficking they give gospel centered teaching to transform communities from the inside out so we have a local nonprofit and a global nonprofit that we have felt led to be generous with here as a church so let me start again with that global opportunity and that's think small ministry so during COVID-19 We've been hit hard, right? But globally, in these third world countries, they've been hit significantly hard. And they've reached out to us and said, hey, we need help. Um, there's really no infrastructure that is able to help these communities in these third world, in these third world countries. And they and we, as Think Small Ministries, is them talking, um, say we have some ways to get some food and medicine and resources to these people. We just don't have the financial means. Can you help? So we said, yes, we would love to help. So on July 19th, 
we have an opportunity to be generous and to bless them financially, um, to be an impact again in the areas that they serve. And this is gonna be primarily in the Congo. This right now is a place that they have seen need. They have a supply chain they can actually give directly to and to help resource that community um, to be healthy and to not only get food and resources, but to get gospel-centered teaching as well. And so on July 19th, we'll have the opportunity to give to their organization, both online or here in person. But something that is so cool is our church council has said, we wanna match funds. We wanna match $2,500 that is given to Think Small Ministries that we will match as a church to give to them. So. That's great, right? So if we give $2,500, they get $2,500. That's a, that's a $5,000 gift to give to Think Small Ministries to impact people um, for Jesus and to impact people in a really practical way through food and medicine. So that is our global way that we're gonna be generous is with Think Small Ministries. Now our local context is with Cheney Food and Clothing Bank. We're doing something a little bit different to be an impact with them. We've made up over 250 shirts of all sizes, including baby onesies, toddler shirts, kid sizes, and even big old grizzly bear style shirts that like would fit a person like me, that just simply say, we heart Cheney or we love Cheney. And we're gonna have these available for sale at $20 a garment. Now, full disclosure, we got each garment for $6. $6 for each from a onesie to a 3XL shirt. We got them for $6 a garment. So that means for every shirt that we sell, $14 is going directly to the Cheney Food and Clothing Bank that they can then use to purchase more food because they are being utilized at a very heavy rate right now during COVID-19 with families that don't have a secure income and are, are food insecure. They're being utilized right now in a very, very big way. So for every shirt that we sell, $14 goes directly towards them to help them um, just truly bless our local city here in Cheney. That means if we sold every single garment, uh, 250 of them, we'd be giving them $3,500 to help be a blessing to the people here in our city. Now again, our council, who is amazing, they kind of are putting their money where, where, where our mouth is. They said we would also like to match up to $2,500 for that local context as well. And so if we sold every shirt for $3,500 plus that matching fund, that means $5,500 can go directly towards the Cheney Food and Clothing Bank, which man, that is stinking awesome. So again, our council, they are putting their money where our mouth is and they're saying, let's be, let's be generous. Let's show the church that we are gonna step forward in this generosity and be a blessing to people here locally in our city, to be a blessing to people far away in areas that we're not there directly, but we can show them that we care about them and that we wanna be a help and be generous with them. So again, local context, buying t-shirts, global context, giving to Think Small Ministries. Now we're gonna talk about this in more detail on July 19th. We wanna give you a heads up to even just start processing and praying through what this can mean for you. And I wanna just remind us of what Paul says in 2 Corinthians um, chapter eight, and he just talks about that whatever gift is given is acceptable if you give it eagerly, right? So it's, it's about a heart motive, so $5 can be a very, very eager gift in some people's context. For $500, large amount, might not be an eager gift. And so Paul is about the heart when it comes to being generous. And again, we're gonna talk about this on July 19th in more detail, but we wanted to give you a heads up about um, just where we're thinking and where we felt like the Lord is leading us to be generous in both a local and global way. Now, July 26th, that next Sunday, we are going to do a day called We Love Cheney Day. And what does this mean? Well, it means we're gonna have no in-person gathering here at the church and also no online church. So We Love Cheney Day is gonna be a day to own our faith as a church in a very practical way to serve and show love and kindness in real ways that make sense for you and your context. So we're not meeting for church both in person and online. 
We're saying, hey, go love on your community. We love Cheney. What's great is the week before, you can buy a shirt that says we love Cheney. On July 26th, you can wear it <laughs> on that Sunday because on that Sunday, we're gonna have a few areas in Cheney where you can come together in kind of a small group and to serve in practical ways um, for both the city and for some neighbors that might need some help. But we're working right now with them for what that can mean and we're gonna give the information out as we know it so we can make sure everybody is informed. So on that Sunday, July 26th, there'll be some areas around Cheney that you can meet up with other people to serve together and to show again that we love Cheney and to own your faith in that practical sense. Now, if, if crowds are quite not your thing, um, we're gonna also have some creative ideas that you and your family can do um, to own your faith again, to show love in the context that makes sense for you. And so we're gonna send that outward as well as we get closer to that date so that you can also say, hey, we love Cheney. We're not gonna maybe meet up with a large group of people, but we're gonna do something that makes sense for us, for me and my family, whatever that is. And to again, show love in a practical way to people in our community. So July 19th, generosity. We're gonna be generous. We're gonna bless both locally and globally. July 26th, no church that we're gonna to meet together physically or online. We're gonna say, we're gonna just love Cheney Day. We're gonna go outward from our church building and just show love in a very practical way on that day, July 26th, while wearing our t-shirts that we love Cheney, right? What, what, what a better way to kind of show people and, and just do that in a really, really, really practical way. Now, after that on August 2nd, we're gonna come back for our in-person gatherings and we're also gonna start our live streaming on that Sunday as well. So that means that you can log in and through YouTube, watch our live stream of that service happening in the real and feel like you're a part of the service if you're choosing to stay home. Um, our in-person gatherings, uh, we still need you to register for that just so we can manage our numbers for because we're limited for how much people we can allow in our auditorium. So thank you for registering um, like, like you have been. But on August 2nd, we're gonna start our live streaming. And again, that live streaming is recorded and it's on YouTube so you can watch it later if the schedule doesn't make quite sense for you and your family. But hey, you'll be able to engage live with our services um, starting on August 2nd. Now, we're gonna have some more information about what that actually means, but we also need some help. <laughs> um, as live streaming happens, there's a lot of tech involved with that. And so if you love doing those things, if you love doing video cameras, different type of live streaming stuff, if you've ever had experience in that, reach out to me. We would love to get your help on that. And honestly, there's really not a huge age limit because there's some 10 year old kids that are like way techier than I'll ever be. And they're like, oh yeah, I, I can code this, do that. I'm like, wait, what, what, right? So if you're like a 10 year old kid and you're like, I would love to do some live streaming stuff at the church, like reach out, have your parents reach out to me and we'll talk about it um, to make that happen because this is an area that we're gonna start moving forward in um, just to have people who are still staying home to feel a part of what we're doing here at Cheney Faith Center. So that was a lot of information. So thanks for sticking with me. So here's what I wanna do. So I'll take a deep breath. Let's get ready for a great message from Mark and Kate. Let's just quiet our hearts and our minds right now. So Lord Jesus, speak to us in this moment through this message. And Lord, let your truth ring true about gratitude. Praise your name. Amen. Well, hello, Cheney Face Center and everyone joining us online. We are coming to you from another beautiful spot in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, you're seeing the backdrop of a special spot in Montana. And so, we're just gonna have a little conversation with you today about our series of messages, Christ Over Corona. And today, we're gonna talk about how it's teaching us about gratitude. And this is an interesting concept because gratitude is sometimes hard to do, especially in tough times and situations, and I think we're in one as a nation. And so it behooves us to think about this and to prepare our hearts and to learn. And so we're going to just dialogue about that today in a beautiful setting. So um, gratitude is the quality of being thankful. It's the ability to be thankful. It's an attitude that you have. It's 
something in your heart that is just kind of like always there and it's sometimes amazing, almost supernatural that you have it um, because of what's going on in your life. And it's also interesting that gratitude can happen in every stage of your life and in every moment of your life. It can happen during a really great time in your life when you're super excited and you're happy and you're thankful. And it can also happen in some really, really challenging times in your life. And whenever something bad happens in our life, we have a choice. We have a choice to either grumble or be grateful, to have gratitude and be thankful. And I think COVID-19 has certainly given us the opportunity to either grumble or be grateful. And the virus has affected nearly everything. I think all of us have had our lives uprooted in one way or another. And so over the past several months, we've all had experiences where we could grumble in regards to the requirements and guidelines that we're being asked to follow, or we could just be grateful for the circumstance we're in, even though it's challenging. For instance, we could grumble about wearing a mask, about quarantining and isolating, not getting to go to our favorite restaurants, not attending church in person, no school, no graduations for some of you that were seniors. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. You could, you could be kind of upset about that and that would, we'd understand that. Uh, no weddings or funerals because they're large public events. There's lots of reasons for us to grumble and to be upset, but Kate, there's probably a lot of reasons for us to be grateful too. Yeah, huh? we could choose to grumble or to be grateful. We could be grateful for time that we've intentionally been able to spend with family, maybe learning how to cook something new or learning something new that you've been wanting to learn. Um, our niece had a really cool Zoom graduation ceremony yeah. that she said ended up being more special to her mm -hmm. than what she would have normally done. Um, but another great thing of, of gratitude is the challenge that we've had to creatively connect, mm -hmm. to own our faith, and to can, contend in prayer. One of the things that I've learned during the quarantine is that when I focus on the world, it leads to frustration. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when I focus on God, it leads to gratitude. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm sticking my head in the sand with current realities going on and I'm not aware of what's going on. It just means that I'm choosing where I put my focus. And my focus is on God rather than the negative things happening in this world. And that reminds us of a scripture, Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2. I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. It says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights your focus on the realities of heaven where christ sits in the place of honor mm. at god's right hand think about the things of heaven not the things of earth thinking the things of about the things of heaven leads to think about God, leads us to think about God. And when we think about God, that leads to gratitude for who he is mm -hmm. and for all he has done. In the Bible, we often see that gratitude proceeds a miracle. For example, the, the crossing of the Red Sea on dry ground, after that there was a big song of praise that mm -hmm. they sang in the book of Exodus. Another example is when Jesus walked the earth and he healed 10 lepers, only one came back with gratitude and, and thanked Jesus. And, and those are both examples of gratitude proceeding from a miracle. Miracle, gratitude. Yet, there's another biblical principle that we can see in scripture yeah. in regards to gratitude preceding a miracle. Yeah. So gratitude, then miracle. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes gratitude is the starting point on the pathway for a miracle. Yeah. And there's some biblical examples of this. So Mark's going to share a couple and then I'm going to share one as well. Yeah, I want, I want to share two examples of gratitude and then a miracle. One's in the Old Testament and probably one of my favorite stories in the Old <laughs> Testament and maybe one of yours. It's Daniel in the lion's den. And then the second one is in the New Testament where actually this one's kind of interesting. It's probably both in a, in a weird way. 
it's the story of Paul and Silas where they actually have a miracle, then they get in trouble, and they're in a really, really tough spot, and then they're thankful, and then they have another miracle. Mm -hmm. So their story is extraordinary. But let me start with Daniel. Um, in, in Daniel chapter 6, there's this unique story of Daniel. You probably remember it. He's one of the exiles that have been captured. At, probably as a young man, he was captured. Maybe, you know, somewhere between 14 and 16, he was probably captured, taken as a slave to Babylon. And But because he was probably part royalty, um, he was chosen to be in the king's court and to be a person that would learn and be a wise person in the kingdom. And that's what Daniel grew up and became. He became a wise person, and he actually had several miracles in his life that he gave gratitude to the Lord for. But the one in Daniel chapter 6 is interesting. Daniel's now at a place where he's probably like the chief wise person in the entire kingdom. He's lived through several kings, and now he is known in the kingdom as being one of the smartest and wisest people because he takes his situations and his life to God and God gives him answers for it and he gives those answers to the king and the king ends up in a great situation because of Daniel's advice and his wisdom. Mm -hmm. Well, the other wise men in the kingdom that are Babylonian, they hate it. They can't stand the fact that a Jew who's supposed to be a slave is greater than them. So the Bible tells us they're always trying to find ways to trick the king to kill Daniel. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those instances where they go to the king and they say, oh king, you're so awesome. We should make a decree that nobody in the kingdom should pray to anyone but you for a month. And so the king says, oh, that sounds like a great idea uh, in his narcissism. Um, <laughs> and, and so he signs it in, into law. And they know that Daniel goes and prays three times a day to the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father we know as our God. And so uh, it's interesting. The Bible tells us in chapter 6, verse 10, what Daniel does when he learns about the decree. It says, now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Now this is interesting. Daniel knows the decree. He knows that if he goes home and he prays, and he opens his window so that everybody can see him, that the penalty will be his death. Mm -hmm. And I, there's several things here, right? Like, would you die for your prayer life? That's an interesting scenario. Daniel would. Uh, that's how important prayer was to him. Yeah. But he knew, I'm in a tough spot. He knew the outcome of what would take place, that he would be putting himself in jeopardy and that he would possibly be put to death. But he didn't know the outcome of the story that we now know. All he knew was that he was going to be thrown to the hungry lions. And this was not the first time Daniel was in a tough spot. In fact, there had been several other times in his life where he had been at the point of near-death circumstances, and God got him out of it. Mm -hmm. So he had a spiritual habit. And his spiritual habit was to give thanks to God. And here's the great phrase at the end of the verse, and it says, just as he had done before. In other words, this is something that Daniel was always doing. Mm -hmm. He was always giving thanks to God. No matter what the circumstances, he was always giving thanks to the Lord. Now, I don't think Daniel prayed, thank you, God. I'm so excited I'm going to be eaten by the lions. <laughs> I don't think that was his prayer. I think his prayer was probably something like what we see in the Psalms. Something probably like, thank you, God, before for just being you, for always taking care of me. I, I praise you that you're the creator of all things, that you're good and that your love endures forever. I, I thank you for your faithfulness, that it's continued through all generations, even in my generation here in Babylon. Thank you that you are just and you rightly decide all things. Now, that sounds like a great prayer, doesn't it? Well, actually, I just repeated to you, kind of paraphrased, Psalm 100. 
That's Psalm 100, and he probably prayed a prayer like that, just giving thanks to God. See, in his darkest hour, gratitude was his attitude, and he was thankful to God. Mm -hmm. Now, we know the end of the story, because we've read it. But thankfulness preceded a miracle. Mm -hmm. Daniel was thrown to the lions, but God sent an angel, shut the mouths of the lions, and Daniel was rescued by God. His thankfulness preceded a miracle. Yep. The same thing happened for Paul and Silas in the New Testament. This one's interesting. It's in, it's in Acts chapter 16. It's kind of a long story, so I'm just going to paraphrase it for you. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas uh, are, are in a town, and they're ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ in that town, in that city, and they're trying to share the gospel in that city, but there's a young woman who keeps following them around constantly. And she's yelling to all the people that Paul and Silas are here in the city and that they are children of the living God. And it just became kind of annoying. And Paul spiritually responded after several days of this, going on and on and on, realizing that this was a spiritual moment he turned to her and he casted a demon out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. And the demons came out of her and she was free. Well, the problem with this situation, so here's a miracle. Here's an awesome miracle. This woman has been set free by the powerful name of Jesus Christ. She's no longer demon possessed. But the problem with that is because of her demon possession, she was being used in kind of a a uh, kind of a palm reading type way by her owners because she was most likely a slave and now she couldn't do that anymore and so her owners were furious at Paul and Silas because now they were losing a whole bunch of money that this woman would gain them so they whooped the crowd up into a frenzy <laughs> and the crowd becomes all upset that Paul and Silas are believing in other gods besides the Greek and Roman gods they run Paul and Silas into uh, a crowded area. They convict them in a mob type way. And then the magistrates have Paul and Silas beaten almost to death. And now Paul and Silas are physically in turmoil, great pain. They've been beaten almost to death for the name of Jesus Christ. And they find themselves in jail. Mm -hmm. So here they are. Their bodies are physically hurting, but their spirits are rejoicing that they've had an opportunity. In fact, they're thankful that they've had an opportunity to suffer for Jesus. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 16 that they began to just praise the Lord. And it was about midnight. They began to pray and sing hymns to God, it says in verse 25. Just giving thanks to God for what he for who he was and what has happened. And in the middle of that gratitude and that singing and that praying, there was an earthquake. God sent an earthquake, their chains fell off, the doors of the prison came open, and the jailer who was there called for lights to come in. He thought that all the prisoners has escaped. He's, he pulls out his sword, he's about to kill himself because he knows if the prisoners have escaped, they're, they're gonna kill him. And Paul and Silas say, wait, 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 don't kill yourself. We're still here. We're all still here. And so the jailer runs in, Acts 16 tells us, throws himself at Paul and Silas's feet. And, and this is his question. What must I do to be saved? So he's been hearing Paul and Silas sing praises to God and pray. And he has a movement of salvation. Mm -hmm. And here now becomes the second miracle. Paul and Silas get to go to this jailer's house, teach him about Jesus Christ, and the jailer, his family, and all of his household get saved. Come to believe in Jesus Christ as the, sa as the Savior of the world and as their personal Savior. So Paul and Silas now ha have a miracle as well. Actually, two miracles, one before the thankfulness, one after the thankfulness, proving that just this attitude of gratitude and having a thankful heart and a thankful attitude helps us in the middle of our situations as well. Just see God do something special 
in our life and in the lives of those around us. Mm-hmm. Why don't you share the last example okay. that you have from Scripture about Jesus and the example of gratitude preceding a miracle. <laughs> that Jesus even gave us as an example. That's right. Well, this is from John chapter 6, verse 5 through 15. I'm just going to read it straight from the New Living Translation, and it says this. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. He was seeing the circumstances with his earthly eyes rather than his heavenly vision. Verse 8, then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. I think it's really interesting in verse 6 there that Jesus said he was testing Philip Mm -hmm. in this situation. And Mark, I wonder how many times Jesus is testing you and I, (laughs) testing us, to see if we will grumble through a situation or be thankful and have gratitude in our hearts even in the tough times. Seems like almost daily right now. Yes. (laughs) Jesus took a desperate situation And his first response was gratitude to God Mm -hmm. because he knew who God was and he knew what God could do. Mm -hmm. And because of that, God showed up in a really, really big way, feeding 5,000 men and then all the women and children who were there as well. So this shows us, these three examples show us that gratitude provides the pathway for God to show up and work a miracle. So the question for each of us to ask ourselves in our current realities is, am I setting my mind on things above, on God, or am I setting my um, mind on earthly things? Am I seeing things through a heavenly perspective or an earthly perspective? Is my mouth full of grumbling Or is my mouth full of gratitude? Am I resting in the goodness and the faithfulness of God? Or am I caught up in the chaos of circumstances around me? Am I trusting God as the king of the universe over everything, over coronavirus, Mm -hmm. over every government institution? Or am I frustrated at the state of this temporal world? And the question for us to think about too is, could it be that God is wanting to do a miracle in you or through you during this time? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that miracle begins by turning your focus on God and being grateful. Each of those stories showed us that principle, that a miracle begins by turning your focus on God and being being grateful. Another miracle, however, is what God can do in our own heart, right? Yeah. To change us from being a person who their first response is grumbling to change us into a person who our first response is gratitude. We don't know how things are going to turn out, but we know that we can trust God. And so gratitude is our response. Yeah. Well, there's an old Disney movie that Mark and I were watching the other day. He came in kind of halfway through, and so we're going to have to go back and watch the whole thing together, Mark. But this old movie is called Pollyanna. And Pollyanna was the daughter of a missionary who always taught her, this missionary, her dad, always taught her to be glad. And he taught her that there were over eight 
500 glad passages in the Bible. Now, let me just say one other quick thing. If you look up Pollyanna in, in Google, it will talk to you about a Pollyanna syndrome, and it's a syndrome that they talk about in psychiatry, and it's where you only see the good and you can't see the bad. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes I think people think that that's a bad thing, but truly, for those of us who are following Jesus, those glad passages and having that Pollyanna syndrome keep our hearts focused in the right direction on the goodness and on the faithfulness of God. So, if you need language to be grateful, you can find yourself over 800 glad passages in the Bible to get your heart recalibrated on God. Psalm 103 is one of my absolute favorites. It got me through a really dark time in my life a few years ago. And although it was written by King David and kind of personal to him, there's many parts of the psalm that we can relate to and that we can use as language of gratitude to God. And I wanted to just read a few of those to you. I'm reading this out of the Passion Translation. I'm gonna read verses one through six and then skip down and finish up with verses 19 through 22. With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow and wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You've kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. You're a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. Then verse 19, God's heavenly throne is eternal, secure, and strong, and his sovereignty rules the entire universe. So, Bless the Lord, all his messengers of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word to do it. Bless and praise the Lord, you mighty warriors, ministers who serve him well and fulfill his desires. I will bless and praise the Lord with my whole heart. Let all his works throughout the earth, wherever his dominion stretches, let everything bless the Lord. When you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, there is always something to be grateful for. Even when life is hard and is, there's so much to be disappointed in or frustrated by. But the question, the challenge for you and I is, are you going to stay stuck in the frustration and the disappointment even in the frustration and disappointment that the coronavirus has yeah. brought to our circumstances? Or are you going to recalibrate your heart on the goodness of God, looking for positives and the benefits of his faithfulness? We just read several benefits, forgiveness, healing, mercy, life, him giving us the desires of our heart. We can be grateful because no matter what, God is faithful, and that is one of the things that living through the coronavirus has taught us, hasn't yeah. it, Mark? Yep. Well, I think it'd be really fitting for us to just go to prayer, and then we have a couple other things we wanna share after prayer, but Mark, how about we both pray? Would you start, and yep. then I'll finish? Okay. Lord, um, we do wanna just begin by saying thanks to you, and I think one of the things that's been a habit of my whole life, I always try to start every prayer with just saying thank you to you, Jesus. And Lord, um, as Kate and I sit in this beautiful spot in the world, on the planet, 
Here we are in a beautiful created spot by God and that's something to be thankful for on a beautiful day that we can say the creation of God is a beautiful thing and we thank you God for it. Thank you for putting us in the beautiful Pacific Northwest and um, that's where we live. We live in Cheney and it's a beautiful spot and it's an awesome spot to live for the Lord and we thank you for it. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives in spite of the challenges that are before us. We thank you that for some of us, uh, we're probably going to hear some great stories when we get out of this of some miraculous things that you did. It, maybe in particular in people's hearts, but also some physical, financial, mm -hmm. some healings, thank some you, awesome things that you're still doing, you're still working. And Lord, we thank you for that. And we ask that you would continue to do miraculous things, Lord Jesus. Um, Lord, we thank you for the authorities above us. You told us to always pray for them, so we just take a minute to do that. Lord, they're making tough decisions right now, hard decisions, and not all their decisions are decisions that we are necessarily thankful for, but they're not trying to hurt us, they're trying to help us. And even though that's hard, um, and difficult sometimes and makes it challenging for us. Lord, we want to be thankful that we're, we're, we have people that are trying to help us, not hurt us. And um, Lord, I pray that you would also just help each of us to have this, this type of heart, a thankful heart, a heart that sees the positive, not the negative, a heart that is grateful, and a heart that has gratitude instead of grumbling. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I know that that's hard. I, I haven't always been the best at it either. And, um, but I pray that you would help me get better at it. I pray that you would help each of us get better at it. And that Lord, in the middle of this challenge where it's, it can be pretty easy to grumble first, would you help us to be grateful to you? Lord, we always have you, no matter what. Even Paul and Silas in the middle of jail and being beaten up for you, they're just thankful because they have you. You, Lord. Lord, I thank you and praise you so much for what you're doing in our lives and pray that you continue to do some miraculous things through mm -hmm. the power of the Holy Spirit thank in you, us, Jesus. in those in our church, mm -hmm. in the city of Cheney, and to the ends of the earth. Yes, Lord. And I agree with those prayers, Jesus. And thank you for this principle we see in Scripture that um, oftentimes gratitude precedes a miracle. And I pray that we would be just so full of, of gratitude towards you. Just like what Mark prayed, that that would be our first response, not grumbling, but gratitude, that you would teach us to keep our eyes focused on things of, of heaven, not things of earth in Jesus' name. And Lord, I believe that this is a turning point right now, that someone who is listening to us right now, this is gonna be a turning point for them, that they're gonna say, that was the day, July 12th, or whenever they're listening to this, this is the day that I I had a shift in my spirit and my heart, and I started to, to have gratitude be my go-to rather than grumbling, and it made a huge difference in my life and in the circumstances of my life. And so let that that be so, Lord. We pray all these things in the strong, strong name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, one of the things that I challenged myself to do during the quarantine, Mark, as you know, is on especially when days were hard for me there in mm -hmm. the beginning, when I was having particularly difficult days, I would choose at the end of the day to do a gratitude challenge. And what that was is I would list three things that I could be grateful for, no matter what the current realities were. And I would either write them down in my journal, sometimes I'd put them on social media for other people to be encouraged. And that's a challenge we want to give for this week from July 12th mm -hmm. through July 19th, 2020. Each and every day in, those, in that time frame, take some time to come up with three, at the minimum, three things. You can give as many as you want. God will take as much gratitude as you give him, <laughs> yeah, right, Mark? Yeah. But choose at least three things that you are grateful for. And then take it a step further. Either write it down in your journal, mm -hmm. talk about it with someone who would like to hear that, um, or even put it on social media. And I think it'd be fun if we did a challenge that way. And so if you want to put something on social media, you could do a hashtag, hashtag CFC gratitude challenge. And then other people can see what you're grateful for as well. Mm -hmm. 
um, when you do that, that really starts to shift some things in your brain and you're yep. starting to look for what you're grateful for. Yeah. And you're right. starting to look for the positive rather than the negative. It also is awesome because you can take some negatives and say, what is the positive from this challenge or yeah. this negative situation? So that's our challenge for this week. Hashtag CFC gratitude challenge. That sounds good. Are you gonna do it, Mark? I'm gonna try. Are you? Do yeah, you know I'm how to do, do a hashtag on your I, social media? No, not that part. Okay. I thought you meant write it in my journal part. I can do that part. The hashtag part. Whatever works. Yeah, the hashtag part. I'm a little bit uh, challenged. Challenged with, but I'll still be positive. About That's it. right. Uh, but technology is not my greatest gift, you might say. You have lots of. Uh, yeah, that's good. Well, let me end with this. Um, gratitude also, in many times, often leads to generosity. So today, Kate and I were talking about how COVID-19 teaches us about gratitude. Next week, we're gonna talk about how it's teaching us about generosity. Mm -hmm. the, the thankfulness we have in our heart often overflows as we long to be people that give to the world around us and are generous to those around us because we're thankful for what Jesus has done in us. Mm -hmm. We wanna see that done in others. And so Pastor Cooper talked to you about some things that we are planning, some intentional ways that we want to give. And I hope you'll join us as we bless those in Chini and around the world with our thankfulness and with our generosity. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be a great time. I hope you jump in with that. Yeah. Well, always, always remember, remember Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you very, very much. much. And, and so, so do Kate Mark and I. And I. Have See a great week. Bye. Mm -hmm.